Hello everyone and welcome to episode 361 of the MTG Goldfish Podcast. I'm Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, and we have the full crew here this week kicking things off with the owner of MTG Goldfish, Richard. How are you this fine Monday, Richard? Good morning, Seth. Uh, recovering from the, the holidays. Mm, yes, yes. Had lots of good food. Got to uh, see some family and friends. So that was nice. We got another co-host in Krim. Krim, how are you? How were you, uh, your holidays this past week? Oh, it was pretty good. I mean, I ended the holiday weekend with getting to a concert, which like mm. now my leg is like super swollen because I, w- I went. So I got done. Uh, what are I got you washing, Krim? Are you jumping yeah, in the I, pit? <laughs> I got out of the mosh pit and because, you know, like I was in the center and then so I was like, all right, I'm going to I'm done moshing. So I'm going to crowd surf to the front. Uh, so I crowd surf to the front. And then I guess like as I'm getting lifted over the railing, uh, I guess content warning here, um, I might have overextended my knee. It bent in like in a direction it probably shouldn't have. Uh, and then it like scraped down the side of the railing. So my leg is like super swollen right now. But hey, we're good. Ouch. Yeah, that that well, that sounds like a good concert then. All, all things all things considered, it sounds like a blast. I passed anyway. the youth check, or all because if, if I, <laughs> you're if I so were, young, Krim. I, did you're you so young. did you did you Grim? Like you made it into the mosh pit, but at the same time you hurt yourself trying to get out of it. That sounds a little old to me. You're like on the on the fence, yeah. <laughs> but I was, but I'm able to walk currently, okay. even if my leg is as big as I am right now. Uh, so anyway, today we're going to be taking a deep delve into modern, talking about how wizards can fix modern, our ideas for fixing modern. So that's going to be our big topic for today. Before we get into it, though, a reminder, if you need to sell some of your magic cards, our show today is brought to you by Card Conduit, and they're the easiest way to sell your cards. If you ever get tired of the hassles of buy listing, Card Conduit lets you skip them. You can use their curated service and send in as many cards as you want with a buy list value of a dollar or more and pay just a 5% fee. And if you want to do a bit of work, you can use their sorted service and pay just a 2% fee. And either way, you're going to get a detailed report with the results and a fast payment once your order is processed. And you can even get another 10% off by heading over to cardconduit.com slash MTG Goldfish, Card Conduit, they're the easiest way to sell your magic cards. So thank you to Card Conduit for supporting the show. And let's talk some modern. And let's start with the the current state of modern and what's wrong with modern. If we're going to try to fix modern or make suggestions for fixing modern, I think that's where we got to start off. So for both of you, what's your current perception of the modern format? What's what's wrong with modern? Um, I mean, <clears throat> I, I've pretty obviously stated that it, it, it has become Yu-Gi-Oh, right? <laughs> Modern is actually just Yu-Gi-Oh in the current year uh, because nothing actually costs anything. There's no resource system. Uh, so that that key thing like you, everybody loves to talk about is like a core part of Magic's identity, which is the resource system of mana, uh, is not used <laughs> or it's like inaccurately represented. So Leyline Binding, one mana, Fury is a five mana card. Sure. Uh, there's air quotes around the five there. It's zero. Uh, and then I think that's kind of a big problem. What do you uh, think, I, Richard? I, I linked you guys a random result over the weekend. I was just looking at results. And then I had to double check to see if it was a bug because that decks one to five were Racto scam. <laughs> no, that's plus uh, modern. I, I, I was like, what? Uh, scam is 21% of the meta. The next deck is seven percent at Crashing Footfalls, and there have been so there's been so much debate and talk about scam. Like, oh, scam's so easy to beat. Scam's not overpowered, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, but 
here's the thing. It's such a terrible deck to play against. Like, you don't want this to be the deck of your format, even if it, like, sucks. Like, let's say the win rate is 46% or something. It's just overrepresented. People just like to play it, whatever. It's a terrible deck to have to sit down against across, like, match after match after match. So it's like if Lantern Control was the face deck of the <laughs> format. Like, you just don't want it, right? So regardless of the power level of scam, because I, I think there's a lot of debate on whether it's actually a good deck or not, it is so prevalent. And you need to kind of stamp it out because we don't want people uh, to 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 basically not play Magic, sit down, have your whole hand stripped away, and then top deck. Like, you don't want everyone doing that. So I think scam is the problem. Uh, it's just an unfun deck to be 20% of the meta. Like, one of five matches a scam. Yeah, that's actually the concern I have about, like, the Discover combo decks and Pioneer and Explorer. It's not that I think they're overpowered or unbeatable. It's that, like, if they actually end up being the most popular deck in the format, it's just, like, a very annoying removal checky play pattern they have to play against constantly. So I think Scam's kind of the same way. Like, whether it is or isn't overpowered, whether it is or isn't beatable... In some sense, that's not really relevant if people just really dislike playing against it. And it's an annoying play pattern, and it is. Like, to get double, triple Thoughtseize by turn two is not something that most people are, like, going to be excited about. And if you dig into the numbers of the meta, you mentioned, like, 21% for scam. Some people have been doing, like, winner's metagame percentages where they've been looking just at decks at, like, top 32 and, like, uh, chopping out some of the league data and stuff. And that had been up to 40% in some recent months. So it's, like, actually, if anything... The metagame percentage we have that looks at the whole meta might underestimate just how prevalent this is at the top tables in a lot of tournaments. And 20% is a huge, huge number for the modern format. Like, normally that is unheard of for a deck to maintain a 20% metagame percentage in a format like modern and standard. It happens regularly, but modern so big, has so many cards, so many decks that that just usually doesn't happen. So I think that scam might be a problem. Like, scam is a problem, but I would say that's not actually the problem. I think that problem might actually be more specific than that, or at least one of the big problems. I think it might just be the Evoke Elementals, period. Like, if you want to look at a different piece of data, we can look at the most played cards in Modern. We have uh, that over on mtdgoldfish.com. And right now, Fury is in 46% of decks, which is kind of ridiculous. And remember, this is Modern. This is a format where uh, Punishing Fire was banned explicitly because they were worried it was going to keep small creature decks out of the format. It's a format where Umazawa's Jite is not allowed in the format because they're worried it's going to be too punishing against small creature decks. Look at the meta. They're like, you can't play small creature decks because half of the decks almost in the format are playing Fury, which is way more punishing than Punishing Fire, despite what its name suggests. Like, so I think the problem like is, is the Evoke Elementals, right? Like, that's the core of this, is the Evoke Elementals. You can argue about the other stuff, like all of the most played creatures in the format are like from the last couple of years, most from Modern Horizons 2, but I think if you could get rid of the Evoke Elementals, that would at least be a huge shift in the format, because even beyond Scam, they're like powering the Cascade decks, they're powering the Up of Beanstalk decks, like most of the top decks in the format are looking to abuse these Evoke Elementals, which kind of wraps back around to what Krim said, where you're yu going right? You don't have to actually like spend resources on your spells because you're just playing all these free spells or these spells that get this huge discount. Do you think that just getting rid of the evoke elementals or eroding them would save the format like it would that be it like if the evoke elementals just disappeared racto scam disappears along with it is modern good then or is there even more to it than that so i mean one thing oh, i just want to correct one thing a, a common misconception about our metagame is it uh 
takes into account league data, it does not take into account league data. So it's all of the Moto Premier events oh, and I any big tournament results. Uh, so I like even if, had that misconception. Oops. Yeah. So if you're looking at like maybe only like preliminaries or challenges, it's slightly different. But we take we basically filter all the leagues because the leagues are not representative of winning decklist because it's just, just got a five zero. Uh, yeah. So the scam percentage is real, right? It's it's twenty percent of the the premier Magic Online events, and then whatever big paper tournaments like NRG series things like that. Uh, but yep. league data is excluded. Uh, that's why you don't see like I don't know random jank like Jun sitting up here. But, uh, to Seth's point, <laughs> to Seth's point, it's be so evoke elementals is one thing, but the format is just hostile to to X ones. Before before we had this evoke elemental stuff, what did we have? We had random six, right? Random six was prevalent for picking off all the X ones, and no one even plays random six anymore. It kind of like sucks because. <laughs> You use the other cards to pick up the X ones, and no one's <laughs> playing X ones anyway. My my big brain meta thought is to play Dark Confidant again because no one expects the X one. Like, every, like you know, like if everyone plays Days or whatever, like you don't have to play Days. You just you just like pretend to be your deck. Oh, man, I, I feel tech. like everyone's kind of meta game themselves out of this, and like you don't even need to run the X one removal, because, you know. But right in six, uh, Orcish Bowmasters, another uh, another good yep. X one policer. Uh, so like, when's the last time you saw Birds of Paradise? It's it's insane for anyone to run th- that card. Delighted Halfling is actually the best mana dork in the format because it's a yep. one two. It takes half of your fury to uh, get removed. <laughs> but yeah, X ones are just gone. So even after we lop off the elementals, you still can't play like half like the green decks because you can't play a mana dork. You can't play any utility creature. They all got to be like X twos at least. I mean. Except unless you're Ragavan, right? Does Ragavan still get played? Ragavan still yeah. okay, but that's because yeah. like, he snowballs out of control if you don't remove him. <laughs> so, so your X ones have to be like the truth, like the Ragavan. Like, <laughs> like I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I think there are many problems with modern. Um, yeah, like sure, maybe maybe X ones are it's hostile to X ones, but I don't think that like if all of a sudden X ones become playable, like do do you think that that just makes modern better? I think it would, deck. <laughs> yeah, it would add, maybe add some diversity, I guess, like maybe more like we've seen like collected company type of archetypes and maybe Coco's just been power crept out of the format, but we've seen like collected company style decks pretty much disappear. Like people don't really play decks like that anymore. And I think part of it is you can't really stick the mana dorks to support the collected company plan. So we think maybe stuff like that would be a positive development. Like if you could play the mana dorks, maybe like elves could be a thing. Maybe Coco deck could be a thing again when right now i guess the closest is basically yog and even yog like it plays delighted halfling it doesn't play you caught all of the ignoble hierarchs noble hierarchs it used to be a staple of that deck they don't play them anymore because they they just always die between all the the furies and all the orcish bowmasters there's just no sense it's it's actually kind of crazy to play those cards so i think it would like expand the card pool to some extent like at least those cards would be in the conversation i don't know if it would like fix everything but i think it would be a positive do you think richard so let's say they got rid of fury and maybe the x1 punishment maybe what if like these creature decks were playable do you think that would open up a world where maybe creature decks elves merfolk some sort of aggro deck could fight against crashing footfalls or cascade beanstalk style decks or like let's say we ban the evoke elementals do those decks just like 
take over and become the new scam because no one else can keep up with them. Like, what do you think would happen if we actually just deleted scam from the meta? So there's always a scam. And by scam, I mean, like, the baseline deck you're supposed to play against. Uh, so before Scam, I believe it was Murktide, if I'm remembering the metagame history. And like Murktide is a reasonable, fair deck that you play against. And like, you know, you got to beat it. Uh, but it's like not unreasonable to be, you just play removal, you play card advantage, you try to combo them, whatever, right? Like you can beat it on a normal axis. I think a Murktide police deck is good. Uh, Splinter Twin used to be a police deck uh jund used to be a police deck like de- depending on your like how unfair you thought splinter <laughs> twin was there are police decks that are like nice and like reasonable magic right like if, if you sit down and someone plays murktide against you you're like yes this is a game of magic the gathering if you sit down and get triple thought seized and are like sitting there and then you get like blood moon right after you're like this is not a game of magic the gathering so i if, don't know like that. let's say merfolk <laughs> let's say merfolk somehow becomes the police deck I think we're fine with that, right? Like, yeah, yeah, I would be. I mean, would so, you? Unless you get like Delver templed out every game, and you're like very upset that all your cards get countered. But I think that's much better than scam. I don't even. So know is that it? Like, oh, go ahead, I, okay. I I don't I don't know if I like scam. Uh, obviously, I think scam is a miserable deck to play against as well. But mostly just the elementals, right? So. I think if you just tie it back to just getting rid of the elementals, uh, like I, I think that the format would be at least a lot better than where it is now. Because if at the end of the day, I guess is is scam a mid range deck or is it a combo deck or a it's a mid range deck? deck. It's mid range, right? So like, okay, it's like okay, if we got rid of scam and then Cascade Beanstalk was the best deck in the format, that's also stupid. We we can't yeah, have that's that. Still not fun, right? Like that, that's also <laughs> equally dumb. So. We need to make sure what's left is fun. Like, let's say Yogmoth is the deck that's left. Is that? Well, fine? okay. Fun that, will that always be the be best relative. we could hope for, right? As far as play patterns, like, fun, like fun if you always... Tron or Titan or something, like you don't really want that, right? <laughs> no, but I mean, I mean, like again, fun is relative, right? So, like, my but, the problem is that the, these maybe maybe the the issue is to not. <laughs> this is gonna sound <laughs> wild, right? But like. We don't ban anything. We unban everything. Modern Horizons 4 or whatever that's coming out. Three Is it 3 or 4? I don't remember. Mo- the next Modern Horizons set, you just power creep out these. <laughs> like, uh, but- right? Because Modern's the wild, wild west, right? You're already playing Yu-Gi-Oh! Everyone's just firing things off left and right. I don't think you can save Modern anymore, right? Because let's say now you get rid of the elementals, just like you had mentioned. There's already another deck that's being, like, it's just waiting in the hangers to be busted. Almost everything that is going to be busted in Modern is going to be abusing the mana system or a free spell or something along those lines. So maybe there is, there just, there isn't a way to save Modern. Just let it power creep itself out and blow itself up. I love modern though. I I haven't gotten to the point where I'm ready to just give up on modern. And I think like if you look at just the the top of the meta, the most played decks, there are still some at least by modern standards fair deck there. Like burn, <laughs> uh, Murktide <laughs> is still like a solid tier two deck. So there's yeah, a solid there's hope. tier there's hope. two there's deck. Like, by the way, I mean it's like the ninth most played deck or something in the meta. So it's like there. It's real. It's not scam, but it's real. But I do think that's like an interesting problem, right? Like, 
is like, what do you think about Footfalls? That's technically the number two most played deck. That and Beanstalk are like neck and neck behind Scam, significantly behind it, like around 7% of the meta, but uh, they're neck and neck for a second most played deck. Are those healthy play patterns? Like they have slightly different play patterns, but really they're both trying to like turn three cascade into their big thing, right? That's kind of like the TLDR and then have this uh, footfalls is more of like a actual tempo deck that's trying to close out the game quickly when Beanstalk is more of like this almost like, I don't even know, combo value engine deck, but like. Is, are those decks healthy play patterns or are we just like pining? Are we just being boomers? Are we pining for <laughs> the old modern where remember it used to be like turn four. That was the rule. We don't want decks to win before turn four or do their big thing be turn four, uh, before turn four. That was kind of like the rule. That's not how modern plays now. Are we just wishing for something that can no longer exist? Yes. I think the problem is we knew uh, like having played modern at its inception, right? When it was a rumored format all the way up until God knows when. Uh, you know, like, I, th I think there's just a, the problem is that we miss that, right? But like, we're pining for this, this nostalgic modern that, you know, we kind of thought was fair and realistically, you know, it, like it is fair nowadays, but I don't think we're going to get back to that. I don't, that's why I was saying like, no matter, like, let's say we ban the, the, the elementals. I don't think that takes us back to that. We have to ban a lot of things for us to get back. To whatever that was. Back to when Jace the Mind Sculptor was not allowed in the format. When Bitter Blossom <laughs> was on the ban list, right? So so we're talking about a whole lot of bannings. You pretty much the ban like 2018 forward. <laughs> like the That's because you don't like much. the play pattern of 2023. But I, I would I would think in terms of balance, we're actually very, very close. If you just remove scam for a second, like the tier one decks are coming at like five to seven percent. There's like one, two, three, yep. four. There's a whole bunch of decks at the four percent range, another five decks, and then another five decks at three percent. I would argue one of the problems with modern is it's too viable. And what I mean by that is like you can build a deck to beat scam. Like scam is easy to beat. You just play lots of card advantage, you just go ultra fair. And then you just get raffle stomped by Cascade Beanstalk, right? <laughs> and then, like, you, you play something to beat Cascade Beanstalk, and then you get, like, raffle stomped by, like, Enchantress or some, like, garbage pile that, like, just, like, has your number out for you. And it's, it's like, that's the problem with Modern. Like, you can't build a reasonable deck with, like, high win percentage because the decks are so powerful. You kind of need to, like, sell out your deck to beat it, essentially. And then you lose percentage points against, like, every other deck in the format. And I, th I think that's the fundamental problem with Scam. Like, Scam doesn't win that much, and people oversell out to, to beat it, and then they, like, get hosed by the rest of the format because the format is so diverse. Like, how do you beat Beanstalk, Living End, Tron, Hardened Scales, Model Black Coffers, like, dimensions you can't even, like, interact with? Like, it is so difficult. So maybe the problem is Modern is too diverse and that you just well, gotta accept that your win rate is 50% and move on. Like, you just cannot... Win or Wait, interact with like half the decks. Like half the well, decks like, you can interact with the other half rate. you just give up and like die to the Jund way. <laughs> I, I think mean, though, like uh yeah. The problem is the way people do try to solve that problem, and I agree with you, like there is this diversity. The way people try to solve it in modern is just by not caring what their opponent does. And that doesn't necessarily lead that leads to the two ships passing in the night, like not really like trying to interact. And I know people say this is the most interactive modern ever. 
in part because of the evoke elementals, which I guess are technically, if you really think about it, sort of interacting just in maybe too powerful of a way. But the way people solve that problem is just like, okay, I'm just going to be amulet titan and I'm just going to do my thing and I'm going to play my amulet and I'm going to titan. I'm going to combo off. If you can stop it, well, that's unfortunate. Otherwise, I'm going to kill you. Or I'm going to play hammer time, like a deck like that. And even that's not like a great solution, right? I think that's the default because you can't realistically fight all these different archetypes. You're just like, I'll just ignore what everyone else is doing and I'll mostly just try to do my own thing and win on turn three and like hope for the best. And then you're kind of back to Yu-Gi-Oh again in some ways, like <laughs> yeah. kind of getting back to that. Say we keep coming back to where we started in, in some ways. Uh, do you think there's, uh, what were you going to say, Grim? I'm sorry, I kind of cut you no. off there before. Did no, you have no. thought, a thought on that? Okay. I mean, that's do exactly think... it, right? You do one thing and we go back to Yu-Gi-Oh! land, right? <laughs> so, so like... Do you think there's a way out of this? Like, so we've talked about banning some things. Do you think there's any chance we're getting another, another Modern Horizons in six oh, months well. or something next spring? Is there any chance that's going to be the solution? Is there anything they could print or add into modern like from legacy slash vintage that would solve this problem like would force of will be a positive thing would that help this meta would wasteland to fight against amulets and mono green trons and so forth would that be a positive thing are we at the just like i don't know i sort of feel like the power level is so ridiculous as it is and so many new cards are dominating we might as well just pull out all the stops like dump the legacy cards in there clear off the ban list and just go like full force, right? Is there any reason not to do that at this point? I mean, you, you might as well. We, we, we've thrown I'm away thinking. the old modern meta, right? Like the the fear of unleashing all legacy cards is like people can't play their old pet decks anymore or whatever. But like that's way gone. Like Modern <laughs> Horizon is taking care of that for us. Yeah. So you might as well just unleash the whole thing and make modern the new legacy. Uh, but I, I thought part of the reason, okay, this is going to be laughable, but I thought modern is supposed to be accessible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is it, wait, is it Dexter, Dexter Wagon has $1,000. Uh, scam is like 1500 But by introducing like all these like super old cards that are like legacy playable into modern, you just increase the price of the format further. Like, is that a consideration? But if you just ignore price and just assume they... Uh, they made, uh, I don't know, Modern Masters 4 or whatever, added all the legacy cards and made them free, which they won't. Uh, yeah. Would that solve the metagame? I, I feel it would just make it way worse. You're just I accelerating mean, it even further, right? Like, Yeah, no, that that is true. But could you like targetedly print things to fix the problem? I guess that would be more ideal. You're like, oh, we'll is print it, this thing that'll solve all of Modern's problems. and stop Modern Horizons and was? Can't well, but all it kind of just fixed all the problems. <laughs> yeah, it, well, technically, it's, it's it did. A, it did though. It solved the problems, and then it presented new ones. <laughs> Do you remember the the Simpsons where like Bart got this like lizard thing, and then it like ended up eating all the pigeons, and then it was like an invasive species, and they're like, oh, we're just gonna get like snakes now to eat the lizards, and then we'll get gorillas to kill the snakes. That's kind of what we're doing, right? We're just like going down this, like eventually we're gonna get to the gorilla mode, and then what do you do once you got your town full of gorillas? Cause you were trying to get rid of this like little lizard that wasn't actually that big of a deal. Like that's where we're heading, right? As we get more and more of this, if there isn't something that breaks the cycle. That's where we're heading. We're already there, aren't we? Yeah. Like, are we already in gorilla mode? You need to rotate modern, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, like, like that's. I think that's the biggest problem here. Like, Richard actually has a very good point there, and I think that's how you solve this. 
if the latest set rotation. has all the broken things, how do you rotate it? <laughs> rotate yeah. only Modern Horizons. So they like, don't even want to rotate no, no, the blanket band the entire last year of Modern. Honestly, I, like so, Modern Trim Horizons, right, though, right? right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like if you rotate Modern Horizons, so one, two, three, right? You maybe maybe you make the Modern Horizon sets a little smaller. You split them into two, right? And then, so now there's two sets of Modern Horizons every year or whatever. Uh, and, and then you cycle out Modern Horizons 1, right? Then you welcome in Modern Horizons 4. I, I think you just slowly start cycling it out of Modern Horizons. And you just, this is the way you make Modern Horizons rotate without having to deal with the misery that is Scam 25-7. That would be interesting. Yeah, so the, the problem, so we, we've hinted on these, right? So one problem is no mana. We're not using mana for anything. So you can sling whatever spells you want off curve. You can't fix that by printing more cards. Uh, the, the other problem is too much card advantage. So much card advantage that pitching a, a card for mana is like free game, right? Like we, we've had these cards in the past and they're part of combo decks. Like Simeon Spirit Guide. Right, you pitch that card because you have a two-card combo that you're gonna win the game with. But we are in the ridiculous state where you're literally pitching cards as Simeon Spirit guides in fair decks. Right? You're like, actually, <laughs> I'm gonna grind you out here by like pitching half my hand. Right? And you're like, how does that make any sense? Because you have like the one ring and you have beanstalk to like <laughs> refill your whole hand. That also, I don't think you can fix it by adding new cards. Like, what would it have to be like? a colorless one-drop beater or something that, like, hoses all of these things, and then everyone would have to play that, and your format didn't get any better. So I think you need to add answers in every color, which is, like, very tough. And, like, not every color, but, like, every archetype as well, like something a combo deck would play and an aggro deck would play. That seems ridiculous. So I think you just ban the one ring. You ban Beanstalk. You ban... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you ban the elementals the, yeah and then you, go and you make sure the next modern horizons doesn't power creep in this way like the power creep should have been a two man of four four you know like like yeah. something that still uses the systems of magic called resources that, that we've been using this whole time which is cards and mana right so i mean that's that okay. not just they, doing they, what they we, territorial kavu and it, it doesn't even see play they did just give it, it one more high five give it one more power <laughs> Uh, but but again, like is that re- like not legitimately just the same as what we were? I was talking about earlier. You just rotate Modern Horizons. Yeah, but that, it, that, that takes too long, Krim. You got to rotate the, one, two, and then three. <laughs> I think the the other big issue with rotating, which I think it, I'm intrigued by the idea. I don't know how you sell adding rotation to a non rotating format without people freaking out. When apparently, like well, that's people's biggest issue with standard where your decks cost a couple hundred bucks as they rotate. And that's like, Oh no, like the, the economy is the issue, right? Like but, that but would that's be already my biggest happening. concern. That's already happening. <sighs> What's because already happening? The rotation, right? Because the people that thought the rotation was never going to hit their format. Well, their deck's not even viable anymore. That's no, a $2,000 Judd deck is that's... crying in the corner guys. What's the price yeah. of Tarmogoyf? <laughs> and yeah, it will now actually change, which is weird. But yeah. Why is that? Because, Essentially, that deck has rotated. It's not different. That's, it's not any different. That's true. Although, if you look at, like, Rakdos Scam, the cost of that deck is almost all new cards. Like, Fetchlands are actually relatively cheap now compared to their historic prices. The The cost of that $1,500 price tag, it's like Ragavans and Bowmasters and Shieldred and Fury. And, like, that's what's really driving up the prices. So, I wonder if Wizards would be 
I don't know. Like, do you think Wizards would go for that? They want people to buy these cards. That's actually the next thing I want to ask you guys. Like, how do you think Wizards views this? Do you think they view the Evoke Elementals in Modern Horizons 2 as a failure? Or are they like, it's the best-selling set of all time, or it was before Lord of the Rings. Like, is this a smashing success? Like, they haven't banned these cards, even though people have been asking for it literally for two years now. Like, about Ragavan, there's been something for Modern Horizons. No, they haven't really banned them. Uh, like, what do you think Wizards' opinion is? Like, are are we trying to solve a problem that Wizards doesn't even see as a problem? And they see as like, wow, this, this set crushed it. Like, well done, team, on Modern Horizons 2. Let's do it again for Modern Horizons 3. I think it, they actually probably don't see it as a problem uh I, I my reason behind that is i think modern is viewed as this format where you just let everything go right you just run wild and you just pop off and do whatever the heck right and if by that by those standards i mean you are doing that you're running wild you're popping off you're doing some wild nonsense and i don't know that's probably a success right I mean, it definitely sold a lot. I'm sure they view that part as a success. Here's my view of modern. It's the least sucky of 60 card formats. <laughs> That's how. <laughs> like, like, what? Isn't that bad? No, it's not. You're like, I don't really want to play this. But like, what else? I'm going to go play standard. Like, eh. yeah, standard. Play well, don't don't poo poo like standard. That. Don't poo poo standard. Standard is the way least, better than I, modern I play is so right much now. standard already. I guess, I guess I've played against elementals for like God knows how long. Right. But. <laughs> I don't know. Standard I, I is feel so like much the, better. Remember the glory days of modern, where modern was the best format in Magic. Like I do remember hands those down. days. Right now, it's like a meme format that us old timers like hang on to. Uh, I I don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I I think Wizards thinks. Hopefully, Wizards thinks like short term. There's some <laughs> kind of problem here. No, like short term. No problem because they're making money hand over fist. But long term, there's probably a problem if all your biggest modern supporters are like, "Well, this format's kind of suspicious, and we need, we need, we need something to fix it." But maybe that's a good thing because we're all looking forward to Modern Horizons three to fix this, and then we'll buy all the cards to fix our format, yeah. and then it'll just be the same thing again. That might be the that might like, be the like like it's yeah. that example except like Wizards is the zoo or whatever, and they're selling you the snakes and the gorillas and everything <laughs> every single time. So they're like, yeah. Get them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They profit off of all they have the snakes and the monkeys and the girl, like all the way up the curve. Yeah. I mean, uh, like, because remember, like, they designed the Evoke Elementals for modern. They're in modern horizons. When it comes to like Hogak or something, I remember when Hogak destroyed modern for those like few months. And that was like, oh, we made this card for Commander. We didn't really even consider it being a modern card. That makes sense. Like I can I can get behind that. Like, yeah, it's still you maybe you should have thought it through a little bit more since you, you know, it was a modern horizons card. But still, I can I get that. You weren't making it for modern. These cards were like specifically designed for modern. And now they're arguably breaking modern. So I, uh, it makes me nervous about Modern Horizon 3 solving all of our problems because I'm not sure that <laughs> I, I think maybe this is what Wizards wants. Like maybe this is good. Like, oh, we shook up the format. Look at all these new cards seeing play. Technically, there's a lot of new decks seeing play. Like if you think of Modern Horizons 2, Scam wasn't a deck. Crashing Footfalls wasn't a deck. Cascade Meanstalk wasn't a deck. Yagmoth, that's a Modern Horizons 1 deck. Like all the meta is new decks. Like so if the problem is, you know, modern is too stale and it doesn't change enough. Well, this certainly shook up the format, maybe not in the way that people want. So I'm a little skeptical that Modern Horizons 3 is going to be the savior just because I, I don't know. I, I kind of could see a world where Wizards thinks replicating Modern Horizons 2 is the smartest move. 
And maybe it is from their perspective. What about this? So, Krim, you mentioned just giving up on modern. Should we, as people who love modern, should we just be trying to recreate what we consider the glory days of modern and pioneer? Is pioneer like, is it what modern, can it be what modern was when a lot of people, the time when people were nostalgic for it, that peak era before all the modern horizon stuff, is, should that be the focus? Should we just be switching formats? I mean, even if, first off, even if we did do that, that's only a temporary fix because what? There's still a lot of sets in P Pioneer, right? So there's still a lot of nonsense going on right now in Pioneer. But that's true. The nonsense that's going on in Pioneer is a lot more controllable, I think. Currently containable, except for a few things like Nykthos and like stuff like that, right? Uh, so, but at the same time, like Pioneer's got its own problems, and they they aren't even working on that either. So, like. If they're not going to work on the format that I think is more solvable, there's no way they're touching modern, right? And, and when I say give up on modern, I say either A, you know, suck it up and just play the format and like what it is right now because that's what it's always going to be, or don't play it, right? Because like I, I think modern is just, if you like what it is now, then you're going to love where it's going to probably continue to go. Uh, Pioneer, however, I think is something you can still save, but I don't think they will. <laughs> I, I honestly don't believe they will. Why don't you save think it they until will? Pioneer Horizons? Like oh, as soon as God. Pioneer oh, becomes that kills the best the format. format, let's say it becomes the best format. We're like, we've done it, boys. We somehow <laughs> we a more standard set. Then Wizards is like, all right, let's get that cash money. <laughs> Pioneer Horizons, baby, and then they're gonna the, release something ridiculous. <laughs> I really don't want. And it's that, gonna break modern right. and legacy along the way as well. But you know, whatever. <laughs> What uh? What do you think about Pioneer, Richard? Like, have you have you like so when you think uh, when I think of you as a Jun player, Pioneer's like as close as you could get to having a Jun deck at the top of the meta. Like, Rakdos is a it's pretty Jundy, and you're just like, oh, I'm gonna thought seize and play my you know my Rakdosy creatures. Does it appeal to you or not really? Like, what's your take on Pioneer? First of all, don't sully the name of Jund with a scam in Rakdos, okay? Like, like first of all, it's the same Rakdos deck between Modern and Pioneer, okay? It's, like, pretty close. This Rakdos mid-range junk. But actually, every time I look to get into Pioneer, something always throws me off. It's like, oh, Nykthos is the best deck in the format. I don't want this. I don't want to see more, like, Devotion ramp, stuff like that. And then... Quintarius combo. Like I don't want to. I don't want to see discover <laughs> cascade loops. Like that's just Garuda. I've seen this before. I don't want this. So I don't know. I haven't given up on modern pioneer. To me, there's like no field. Like I, I just don't like the no fetches. I don't know why. I'm like some boomer with fetches. I'm like I don't like this weird mana. Maybe I should just play some pioneer. But it just doesn't look any more appealing. Like it doesn't. It doesn't have the combo elements. I know this is going to sound really yeah. dumb because we complained about combo decks, but like I, I like like there's a rock, paper, scissors, but they're beatable, right? I just don't like the scissors being so sharp that you touch the handles and your hands get cut. I don't like the rock being like a literal mountain like crushing you, right? So I like rock, paper, scissors as long as it's manageable. So the combo aspect missing from mid-range fest is, is the problem. And like to me, mid-range fest is standard. So what's the differentiating factor between pioneer and standard? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
I mean, I, I'm not giving up on Modern either. I still love Modern. I do think Pioneer has some untapped potential, although I worry that it will turn into Modern eventually, like you said. I think the appealing part of Pioneer to me is it doesn't have a Pioneer Horizon set. It's the one, like, uh, eternal-ish format that's untouched by supplemental products, which is kind of makes it unique. For me, that's the biggest selling point, but you know it's just a matter of time until that does change. And you're right, it is sometimes, like, standard, standard plus, I guess, but it does feel like more like standard than legacy for sure so going back to modern horizons uh three coming up what about some of these legacy cards i know we mentioned it briefly but we didn't really get into it like in depth like could a daze or a force of will like is more free interaction <laughs> more a solution do we do we need more free we need the gorilla to stop the to stop the snakes yeah <laughs> i can guarantee you that if you hate what's going on now or you despise what's going on in modern now the last thing you want is more free stuff right but like so, why why don't we see this so we see in legacy we do see some of the good new creatures also being very good. But at the same time, the legacy meta is definitely like Fury's a fringe thing. It's under 10% of decks or something when it's 50% of modern. Is the difference combo, Richard? Is that is that the difference that you have like storm style combo decks in legacy? Like why is legacy not being as impacted by these power creepy new creatures as modern is? Even though there's certainly some impact, but not to the same extent. This, this would be a good question for Joe. <laughs> so yeah. knowing nothing about Legacy, my guess is because it's a Thoughtseize fair deck, you just be like, I'm just combo off on turn one and I know you have no interaction for me. And if you just don't Thoughtseize me on turn one, I'll just go off on turn two. Like, it's just... Yeah. It's just not doable. Like, Scam is just a fair mid-range deck. Uh, so it, it's nothing special. Uh, it's just oppressive <laughs> in that your other people are playing slower fair decks, so their hand gets ripped out, uh, and it's just annoying. Uh, but we do see like bowmasters like taken off in uh in legacy things like that, right? I yeah. mean, there is brainstorm, but like we do see <laughs> yeah, people yeah. play grief. <laughs> like I don't know, some of these cards like. Every time we release cards from Modern Horizons, Legacy does get messed up, but in a different way. Like, it, it doesn't get, it, you know, we don't see Scam at the top of the Legacy metagame, but, you know, the One Ring, Bowmasters, uh, the Evoke Elementals, all those cards have an impact on Legacy as well, just in a different way. And I don't know what Seth is saying, like, but some fast combo to fix yeah. this. <laughs> is that well, what you're the, saying? So, well, the part that's appealing to me is if I look at the Legacy meta... The top deck's at like 8% of the meta, and I guess there's technically two Delverish decks, so even if you add those two together, Teamer and Grixis, which I don't know if that's actually fair or not, there are some differences in those decks, but if you added those together, it's like maybe 15% of the meta. Like, somehow, Legacy has still managed to maintain this relatively flat meta where, like, nothing has shot up to 20% that's uh, taking over the format, even in this era of Modern Horizons 2 and Power Creep, so I guess that's what I'm wondering about is, like, why is Legacy maintaining diversity when in Modern we have Scam at 20% of the meta and like sort of this one dominant deck? And I don't know the answer. I wish I did no, know the answer. I mean, the, the but good I, things I, I look wish at Modern this, looked more like that. <laughs> I recognize the decks. I'm like, a Delver deck. Yes. A Reanimator deck. A Lands deck. Like, yes. It's like actually, okay, there's, there's dirty Boros Initiative in there. Yeah. But like, I, I look at the Modern metagame, none of these decks existed from the glory days. Right, like I guess yeah. Tron, Tron shed a color. Tron is sitting there. Uh, Living End is kind of there, but the rest of the decks, 
are not from the glory days of modern. So they don't ev- evoke that nostalgia. Like it's just all like new. It's like Modern Horizons block constructed or something right now, right? So I think that's the problem. At least Legacy still looks like Legacy. I don't know, maybe Legacy players can chime in, but I'm like a Delver deck and it plays Delver. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, yes. It plays Delver and Wasteland, a timeless strategy. Perfect. <laughs> uh so all right, let's let's move to the present. So we've been talking a lot about modern, how to fix modern. Uh, any any last like kind of main thoughts on that? Any any final words on how to fix modern? Because I want to ask you. Uh, how to make the best of current modern since we're living in this world. And uh, there's not a lot of bannings going on at this point. We still have six months or so until we get modern horizons three, which I'm sure will be a big shakeup. But Richard, what's your, what's your secret for having fun in modern right now? Do you have any secret tech or like ideas yeah, or decks or like, what What are you doing in <laughs> the modern? The secret is I've, I've played Judd my entire life. I'm used to misery. <laughs> uh, okay. So like for real though, like how do we, how do we navigate modern? I wanted to see if you guys have any like secret tech or secret cards. Yes. Like I know people are like, oh, ley line of whatever the white ley line is. Like it's gam. It's like sanctity. Terrible. That's sanctity, terrible. Like, yeah. like ley line of uh the other one, the of the void. Also bad because you, you do this and they're like, oh, okay, no. monkey. No, no, no. Hit you. Blood moon. Hit you, hit you, you're dead. Like they just like actually mid-range you out. So we need yep. good versatile answers. I found one, guys. I just Ooh. can't build a deck around it because the colors suck. Ooh. But Lavinia, Azorius Renegade. I've been playing a lot of Azorius taxes and it's not been working very well, but this card is a house. <laughs> it's a two-mana Azorius card. It's a 2-2. Two, two. Each opponent can't cast non-creature spells with converted mana costs greater than the number of lands that player controls. Leyline binding. Automatically out. Okay? Yep. The second clause. Whenever opponent casts a spell, if no mana was, cast, uh, was spent to cast it, counter that spell. Cascade, gone. Summoner's Pact, gone. Even like randomly hit like Ornithopters for fun, gone. How do I make this into a deck, guys? This this card seems like it, it's like a house against half the format. That actually like, does hit on a lot of the meta. So The rest of the deck sucks, though. Like, Give me some actual like white and blue cards that are playable. <laughs> Yeah, and don't tell you... me elementals. Don't tell me solitude. <laughs> like solitude, ephemerate. Like, don't give me that. <laughs> I mean, I've played some. There's been some on the fringes of the meta. Some Amiria decks that have like been relatively successful. This is like successful as in you know sneaks in and five zero five zero a league or something. But maybe a shell like that could work, where you're just kind of like playing Thraben Inspectors and uh, Esper Sentinels and just kind of these valuey white creatures and planning on sticking your you know Lavinia to just shut down your opponent's uh, your opponent's game plan and then eventually you win in the like late game with your Amiri engine or a, a Sun Titan or something I could see something like that working could also see like have you tried straight up taxes with like Leon and Arbiter is there any like Leon and Arbiter plus the new uh, the one that makes a treasure the new field of ruin that's like one mana instead of two mana but you get a treasure instead of a land like I wonder if that could be a thing because then that also lets you hate on the bounce lands from Amulet Titan you can hate on Tron which are also like pretty high up in the meta no luck so with, fact, with the actual I, I, I killed i killed amulet titan because they summoners packed and then i played arbiter and yes. then just killed their yeah. mouse oh that's the best feeling oh so the good. problem is stone force mystic like sucks like it's so bad like I, I need an actual clock everyone has artifact removal so swords sucks uh you know force of vigor all that crap and then leyline binding takes care of the actual cauldra like quite cleanly and uh, people just go over the top of Cauldre. Cauldre's not fast enough. Uh, you draw like two Stone Forges, they're dead. Unlike two Tarmogoyce, which actually add to your clock. 
So I, I can't find a white or blue beater that's fast enough to end the game. And if I go Bant or something, I can't play uh, Leon and Arbiter because I actually need fetch lands to actually fix my terrible mana. What so I, I can't go... find a shell for this unless I'm like, maybe you just play Merfolk, splash white, and like throw in Lavinia's for fun. And maybe that is a thing. Or you play Azorius Humans. I was going to just say you play Azorius Hammer Time. <laughs> oh, Azorius Hammer <laughs> Time, right? You could. You close, could. You want to close out the game? You close out with a tent. Well, I just hammer. play Hammer Time, though. Why am I bothering with Lavinia at this because point? Because then you got Lavinia. <laughs> just because why not? You you need a good... Okay, first off, you need to have a good, like, you know, structure for the deck, right? And there there it is in Hammer Time. You add <laughs> Lavinia and... You add all the Hammer Time cards. But then, yeah. but then you got to make some cuts because you're at, like, 80 cards, so you cut <laughs> yeah, Lavinia. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think... Is being two mana too much of a problem or is that fine? Because like the other big hitter is Sanctifier and Vac, right? Is like super good against Gem. Not as good against the Leyline Binding effects, but uh, could you build a deck with both of those? Or is the fact that like you're getting scammed on turn one just like too slow? Like is that is that a deal breaker? Like are we in a world where two drops are just not not fast enough? I think. The the problem is you don't have any card advantage and you you die. Like there, there's a lot of I played a lot of Jund and the problem is not dying too soon. I can stretch the game out, but then everyone like I somehow lose like the long mid range battle because I don't have enough card advantage. They top deck a monkey and start slamming you with it. They they draw your cards, so they're able to grind better. So yeah, the sanctifier is fine, but you need the card advantage to keep going. I, I don't know if you stock. just play some one ring. <laughs> add one ring. You add the one ring. You just add the one ring to your deck, and you uh, add beanstalk, and then you and then you play. You know your own leyline bindings. So, so speaking of other cards that are house, collector oof is a house. Mm. Mm. There's also no home for collector oof. I played it in Jund. It's like hilarious. It shuts down the one ring. Uh, it shuts down like hammer time stuff. It Bant shuts down a lot bears. of stuff. The problem is the two mana two two is like two insignificant like you remember the days of like snapcaster beatdown or dark confidant beatdown those are long gone like you can't yeah. collect your oof someone two damage at a time to death <laughs> you need it to be like double or triple the power uh but collector oof also is a house against a lot of stuff in the format but it's the body is just so bad that it's yeah, you're just you... writing it off right now, but uh, I'm not, I'm not even memeing, dude. Like like you pl- okay, so you add green, you go bant hammer time now. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> like everything you, you turn just, you just you turn off half your deck. <laughs> just add a, just add a Yo, hammer. Yo, but that's exactly be it. No one expects the oof out of the hammer time deck, right? That is true. Right? Like, like no one, oh, yes, I wouldn't no. Yeah, exactly. No. Nope. And the, and then you play <laughs> So the <laughs> You Their play, uh, play more uh, non-bows the... to get them because they won't expect it. <laughs> yeah, well, and then and then what's the warrior card where it's like you get to move an equipment <laughs> uh, onto a creature? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, core sanctifier or something. Yeah. You, dude, you don't got to worry about activated uh, activating your artifact. You just it, like it just gets attached, right? So there you go. Ban hammer time, and you get Lavinia. Problem solved. I kind of want to just build straight up Azurius taxes now because I I also think Tashana's Tidebinder is really good against a lot of a lot of the cards we've been talking about. So you'd have Lavinia, you'd have Tashana's Tidebinder, maybe like 
being less of a traditional tax deck and more like a a weird like meta hate tempo deck maybe something like that could work i'm gonna have to try to put that together because i could see i haven't gotten it to work <laughs> because like <laughs> people just like randomly play enchantress and you're like wow literally cannot beat this <laughs> right but There's, that's like, all like random uh, decks. That's modern though. Like that's always gonna. You're always gonna run into the but if you random have person teams, playing their pet. Like if you're playing scam, essentially, you have a chance, right? You you take it from their yeah. hand and you kill them <laughs> before that happens. Or if you're playing a counter spell, you're like, I'm just gonna wait for it. Azorius can play counter spells, by the way. Uh, but you know, there there there's like some gameplay. But I'm just like, actually, I just might as well scoop after game one. I literally cannot do anything about you. <laughs> so what oh, you're saying another, is you should play scam. <laughs> Kind of. Just I like, got another yeah. tech for you guys. Phyrexian yes. Crusader. Okay, three mana. I love that card. Back. Pro <laughs> red yes. white. Okay, that, oh. that shuts down almost oh. every removal in the format. Leyline binding, solitudes, fury, terminate can't get you. Uh, so the it new, actually the new dreadbore can't touch it either. Yeah, like it 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 stops like literally the whole format. The problem is it's infect. So then you gotta play, you gotta now play infect. It's it's really hard. <laughs> To play a Tarmogoyf and then with a straight face play for Hexy Crusader afterwards <laughs> and then try to well, win. Well, <laughs> hear me out. If you think that's humorous, wasn't that the tech and that's why Golgari Infect was popular at when 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 Solitude yeah. and Fury were running yeah. rampant? So now, yo, you said Tarmogoyf. I don't know what that is. You meant Plague Stinger, right? Because... <laughs> It's, I don't want to play Infect, right? Dude. You can just play a normal Infect. You just play black-green Infect and like, get them. Yeah, play black-green Infect. What? There you go. What play a few you, of your own if... uh, not-dead-yet or whatever, so you play a little bit of the scam game yourself. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Come on. Go Gary Infect scam. That's not you would some you have lands. hexproof cards. You would just give it hexproof and kill them. <laughs> Fair. I, want, I wonder if you could just be like Infect Control. Like, is there any way you could just maybe Crusaders, like one of your only two creatures or something, and you just like load up on interaction and like trust that that gets there and, and pray to God the bad find your one and two creatures. <laughs> yeah, tutor it up or something. What do you think, Richard? Here's the here's one that people have been pitching to me, and I wanted to know what you think about it. What about stuff that punishes your opponent for making you discard it, like Loxodon Smiter, Wilt Leaf Leash. I, I had someone send me a deck list that it was all those cards, and the goal was like, ha-ha, scam, like, no matter what you choose, I'm putting this Nullhide Ferox into play for free, and I'm going to get you with it. Like, is there any any way that those cards are going to go up in value or are going up in value? <laughs> I think you, you are... have a literal 0% <laughs> win rate against the rest of the format. <laughs> <laughs> like, literal zero. Like, you cannot win in any circumstance if you're playing Loxodon spiders in your deck <laughs> but 20 percent of the time you'll face scam and you're gonna have a great time <laughs> you're still yeah. probably gonna lose because they're just yeah i don't even know that weary and like smash yeah. through your locks on war spiders <laughs> that's the best part i don't even think you win <laughs> yeah. uh, that might be true yeah you might just put all your creatures into play for free oh, and still but that, lose. That, that's nostalgia i remember the good old days of liliana plus one and then a giant a giant elephant comes in. You're like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> or obs obstinate Bayloth. You know, because Selesnya was actually a playable deck at that time. And yep. you could just slot in some smiters or whatever to, to call it a day. Uh, but now you got to build like an entire shell around it. And that shell probably sucks. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, actually, but wait. You get to do... Well, 
Okay, nope. Then that just leads back to we're going back to hate ban bears. Lavinia. Yeah, yeah. Old ban yeah. Lavinia hate bears <laughs> with, with spiders what, in there. What, just what if we had a Colossus hammer? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that will fix it. You just wait. <laughs> you just wait. Oh, uh, all right. Any any other text, Richard, or thoughts before we move on to some fish mail? I got a funny card for you. It's Elish Norn. So yeah, against 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 combo decks, they they rely the so heavily on Elishnorn. Yes. So if your hate pieces are on a big body that can't be removed, uh, Elish Norn is where you're at. So Elish Norn uh, prevents your opponent from triggering. You play it against Titan. It's hilarious. They cannot win. They can draw all the cards they want, and they cannot remove Elish Norn in any way. They cannot even attack through it, and they, they just deck themselves. It's actually hilarious. Uh, but I, like, I don't know if there's any yes, they can big attack body it. hate cards. No, no, it's a four seven. Yeah, but they could do the thing that gives your Titan plus two plus zero. Yeah, yeah, okay. They, and then with enough cards, they can get there. But if you have a reasonable deck, they're not doing it, and their answers are ineffective against it. Usually, I don't know. I only played like two matches yeah. with this, uh, but they, I felt unbeatable with that card on the battlefield. You resolved <laughs> it. Yeah, and what was I playing that I resolved? I don't even remember what I was playing. Why was like, I you playing didn't reanimate it. Deck? You no, didn't reanimate. Oh. I was playing. I was playing Abzan. <laughs> That's what I was playing. You were playing so, Abzan with that. Did you have Sea Shrinos? Were you, you have lingering Sea Shrinos and Elishnorns? No, 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 no. <laughs> not, none of that. I, I, I was trying the combination of Stoneforge and Goyf. <laughs> Ooh, uh, it sucked. Richard's still trying to make Goyf work. <laughs> I, I have yeah, that, I mean, the, the best shell for Goyf is actually just straight up Jund. And I, I, I think Bob is the answer. I think you just throw Bobs in and just trust that no one believes you'd play an X1 in 2023. So they, they're not ready for it. I can't believe you would even I say did. this on air right now. <laughs> <laughs> the tech is Bob. Like, you, you need card like, advantage. There's nothing I mean, it, John, that gives you card advantage. It draws cards. It doesn't trigger Orcish Bowmasters. Doesn't trigger Shieldred. <laughs> that is I don't think that's going to do what you want it to do, but I, you know, I believe it. <laughs> I believe in you. Uh, so you're saying yeah. the secrets just play like 2015 Jund. It all just, it's circular. You go, you go back to 2015. I think I talked to you guys about this. So I mean, Red and Six is garbage. You don't want to play Red and Six anymore because <laughs> it just stretches out the game and then they just one ring you to death. Uh, yeah. But dies to Doomblade, I think is gone. Like at Shouldred, the apocalypse, the standard children, four mana, four five, uh, gain life, you know, drain on card draw, is one of the best cards in the format. Like you can even yeah. see, like Scam plays some, Yogmoth plays, everyone plays it. It just dies to Doomblade, but it doesn't matter. Because... It doesn't die to Doomblade technically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. People keep saying that in the comments. It dies to removal without getting value on ETG. <laughs> But it doesn't matter because you had to use all your removal on Monkey, on Bowmasters, on yeah. you know, that Fury that's like a five whatever double striker coming at you, right? So it just lives and it just does so much work. So I think I, the reason I keep playing Jund is I keep wanting to play Children, and it's been a house every time I play it. Like there's got to be some other like secret tech here at four drop that we've overlooked because it dies to Doomblade. Uh, but like, it's actually a house. Like, Elish Norn is another good example of dies to do yeah. blade. But the I'm gonna, in the, right like, the thing is, you did mention it, right? Like, Shieldra can stick in a scam deck or whatever because it has monkey, it has bowmaster, it has all of those yeah. things that come before it. 
This Elish Norn deck, I'm wondering if what targets do you have <laughs> that so I care enough? Dark Commodon. <laughs> I said targets that are a threat in the year 2023 to 2024. So Seriously, far, the, like, nothing. Ah. Uh, I think, though, you might be right that maybe Dies to Doomblade doesn't apply to 2023 because every card is so strong and so snowball-y that the, it's not like the old days where you'd play some not very good creatures as you're waiting to get your good one on the battlefield. Like, everything is good now. You're not If it's not good, it's not good to be in a deck. So maybe there are just so many must-kill threats that maybe we do need to reevaluate cards like Shieldred. Like, Shieldred's the best example, but there's got to be other ones too, right? Like, if everything has to be killed, something's going to stick eventually. And if that thing's a Shieldred, you win the game. So we're going to have to go back through and look at, like, three, four, five drops and see because so many of those cards, I mean... People just write them off. I wrote them off just offhand as soon as they're previewed. Oh, it doesn't have ETB trigger. Not going to make it in competitive play. But maybe maybe things have changed with the, the power creep. I think that's a, actually a really intriguing thing that I hadn't thought of. Anyway, I think that's our modern discussion. I think we got time, though, to sneak in a fish mail or two. Richard, can you fish mail us? All right. If you have questions, send them to at MGGoldfish with the hashtag MGFishMail. And we'll get to your questions on air. Uh, monetary Mentor. What if Wizards had a core competitive format, which was a curated stable list of 1 to 2,000 legal cards, and that was it? Every archetype represented, reprinted every year to keep supply up, no rotation, easy to onboard. Isn't that like Ooh. Bloodstone's like, core class set? Would it get boring? I don't know what that is either. Yeah, you know how like, like, there's a core batch of like, class cards in hearthstone oh that they're oh, all oh that are always that, that's like yeah, yeah yeah that, that that like literally was the core set right we where we reprinted yeah. the same card like five times in a row because we wanted them in standard all the time i think what this is saying though is though like a whole format that never changes right like you yes. pick one or two thousand cards. cards that stay no matter what and then, but like, nothing to, add to it add to it's it. just that oh it doesn't forever. add to it yeah just like forever it's that one to two thousand cards when they get boring i remember like when I first started playing Magic Online forever ago, there was like this new player format you could play with like, they gave you this intro box with like a thousand cards and that was all the cards and you could play against other people that also had gotten these like intro cards. And it was fun at first, but then it got old pretty quickly because like there's only a handful of cards that are actually, actually like good. So I worry the format would get solved. It's an interesting idea, but I think like, you would run a new issue where the format is going to get solved and then it would get boring and people would stop playing it. I do I mean, like yeah. the idea of a fixed product. Like, let's say this thing costs like 30 bucks at Walmart. It was like a thousand cards. And then yeah. you had like four decks or something. And it, essentially a dual deck or whatever, but like an actual whole format that you can buy. And like, that's it. You're complete. You don't need to crack boosters, buy singles or whatever. So I do like... That idea. I wonder what would happen if we let wizards make formats like straight up. <laughs> like like <laughs> they, they just because they, they would be designing every card that goes in there. They would be designing all the decks, right? So they're just straight up making the decks. And yeah, maybe you could reconfigure them, but you don't have that endless stream of jank or mythics or whatever to like, you know, update your deck with, right? So that's an interesting concept. You know, the mana base would suck. I, I, we know that <laughs> if wizards just designed them. <laughs> lots of lots of tap lands, lots of snarls. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, next question. Konixka Jakob. Any hope that magic will become more affordable with even staples for max $10? Is there any way that arena wildcards 
are somehow introduced, Alter TCG tries to fight the high prices as you can order prints, kind of similar to wild cards. Ooh. I mean... What does I mean, ordering it, prints mean? <laughs> does that, like, secret layer direct to... I, I'm assuming it means you can just, like, give them out? X money and they send you the card? Like, like cashing the... out of your collection? Well, I think the other way. Like, you send them money and they'll send you a single. Basically, like... The wizards just sell singles. Uh, the equivalent of wizards in their game just sell singles to the players. I don't think for we ever or whatever. I don't think we ever want that, right? Because then that's like bad for LGSs. It'd be bad for LGSs. I like, mean, I guess like uh, well, no. You you could you could sell the LGS the card for a dollar. MSRP mm. is two dollars or whatever, whatever the math, right? Like how literally I mean, every other kind of retail works, right? That <laughs> you sell yeah. it for less to the LGS, LGS sells it for more, but fixed price per card, like no, no loot boxes, essentially, no booster packs. It's never gonna happen, not in a million years. I think the best we can hope for is going further down the path that we're going now of like printing enough of the base cards that they are cheap and then trying to do serialized cards and special versions that are expensive like getting further down that path maybe i don't think you'll ever end up in a world where no card costs more than ten dollars but you might get close to it if you go for for enough uh, down that model but i think booster packs are just way too profitable uh for wizards to ever get rid of i can't imagine a world where they get rid of booster packs booster boxes and just like sell you singles super cheap that's the collectible doing card now. game way, right? Like that, we're not even talking about like a wizard's thing. We're talking like a whole entire like game, like in like culture change, essentially, right? Yeah. Uh, but but like yeah, like that that like like Seth had mentioned. I mean, right now, outside of Shielder, I think Standard is like actually aggressively cheap. Yeah, we've seen a lot of good things. Is this something maybe we need to do a like financy podcast at some point to talk about some of this? Because we have seen overall like the prices of a lot of cards are way lower than they used to be. I've been like surprised at how cheap like dual lands are, creature lands. These cards that used to be five, ten bucks a piece a few years ago in standard. I you open up a booster pack and they're like 70 cents now. They're like bulk rares. I'm like, wow, seriously, it's like wild how cheap these cards are. But it gets lost in the the fact that you have these few high-end cards that are like super expensive, like Shieldred. And if you need a playset for your deck, it ends up making it look like your deck's very expensive. But I think we're on a pretty good trajectory, actually, for making the game cheaper and standard, at least. Yeah, like, I it's mean... the like, older format playability. So Esper Midrange, $500. Domain deck, $300. Wedding announcement, by the way, is yep. 50 bucks for a playset. <laughs> Yeah, Azorius <laughs> mid-range 300, but once you get past those, Soldiers 160, Boros 170, Mono Red 77. So there are cheap decks in standard, but there are also some pretty expensive decks in standard. Uh, for fixed cards, I'd say Wizards is going away from that. So the, the closest thing we've had to that is Commander, like Commander 2015 or whatever, right? Four pre-cons, that's a fixed printing. There's no loot boxing there. But as you see with Doctor Who, they've decided that, hey, we need to add like booster packs somehow. <laughs> so we'll just add booster packs of the premium versions. So we do have these like fixed products, but you can see they're trying very hard to shoehorn booster packs into them. So they believe booster packs is the way of the future. And maybe we just got to accept it. Maybe it's like DLC or live service games or whatever. <laughs> it's just the current evolution of what this looks like and people have come to accept it so you kind of need to rehaul the whole industry to to make it otherwise but yeah but yeah all right uh that's all the time we have for fish mail so if you have questions send them to at mg goldfish with the hashtag mg fish mail 
Uh, and we'll also be doing some kind of mailbag episode in the future. So look out for that. Uh, we'll explicitly send out a tweet for that. So uh, we can go through some of your questions in more depth here since we don't, don't normally have too much time at the end of podcasts. Yeah, we've we've heard your feedback that you want to get more fish mail. So we'll do we'll do a whole episode dedicated to it at some time in the near future. So get your questions ready. Anyway, I think that brings us to the end of episode 461 of the MTG Goldfish podcast. So Richard Krim, thanks for hanging out. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to Card Conduit for supporting the show. And we'll be back next week to talk about whatever goes on in the world of magic. So until then, have an amazing week, everyone. And this is the crew signing out. <laughs> <laughs>